Welcome to Side of the Desk Podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity's Women's Leadership Group. We're here today to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Side of the Desk. I'm Farah Qureshi, and I'm here today with Brooke Forbes, Fidelity's Head of Technology for Personal Investing, and Adam Ely, our Chief Information Security Officer. We're really excited to speak with them and learn a little bit more about their career journeys and advice for developing as a leader in whatever areas you're passionate about. If someone was looking to change their background from, say, maybe a humanities or a social sciences background, marketing background, and they wanted to pursue a career in technology, can either of you talk about some programs that Fidelity might have in place to help someone make that transition into a career in technology? We have a number of programs. So first, we have our LEAP program. This is one of our most successful programs. This is the opportunity if you're a recent graduate looking to have a um, career in technology, you come, you're able to spend some time immersing in our culture and our organization, and we will sort of help you do a rotation. And I was actually in a round table last week in our Westlake uh, office, and there were about 40 or 50 associates. And half of them, as they were introducing themselves, say, I graduated the LEAP program. So, you know, this is a a really incredibly strong opportunity for most recent grads, but as well as for us, Fidelity, to be able to learn with this incredible talent that is, you know, um, coming online out of multiple different universities into that track. We also, on on the other side of the equation, have a really interesting program called Reach Hire, which is really garnered towards, um, again, thinking about uh, diverse leaders, women in particular, that might be looking to re-enter the career track into a different way. They may have taken some time off, um, either spent time with family, done some different things from an industry perspective, and are really looking to build the next generation of their career at Fidelity. And so again, very similar experience. We're able to work uh, with these leaders and they're in a variety of roles, you know, to our conversation earlier. So not just technical roles, but it could be program management roles. It could be um, agile roles. It could be digital delivery roles um, and, and have an experience with us. We have an incredibly strong summer internship program as well. And then the last thing I would say, which is really important, is even outside these programs, you can really just join Fidelity and you will find you are working with technology, right? I mean, you know, you and I can joke about this even today sitting across from each other, right? How much of your job also has an influence in sort of technology and thinking about the next generation of our workforce and how do we tell our story? Um, Or Adam, maybe you and I can talk openly about, I think, you know, um, metaverse has become a really, uh, you know, hot topic and conversation in any industries. And, you know, Adam's talking about a variety of roles in his team. We have leaders in our teams who very organically saw an opportunity to say, hey, what could that mean for us as a company and have partnered together? They have a, a cross section of skills, both business and development, trying to sort of investigate that for us. And so, 
you know, if nothing else, my strongest message about technology is there's building technology, but then there's applying technology. Um, the other thing to know is we are a global organization. Uh, and so, you know, that's a real gift in terms of diversity of teams and the ability to have experiences. We also do rotations here in-house where we've had leaders from any of our other sites, you know, be able to sort of do do a tour, spend three months in another location, experience the culture, experience the team, um, help elevate sort of their digital dexterity. And lastly, I'll mention, and then Adam, I'll turn it to you for things I'm not talking about here. We also have an emerging leaders program that very specifically looks at liberal arts majors to come in. And they land in all kinds of career tracks here at Fidelity, uh, one of which is technology or can be product delivery and development. So um, a wide gamut and growing. Yeah, I think in my year or so with the company, the biggest thing I've been impressed with has been the internal mobility and education and opportunities that are created for associates. So people that come in and decide they want to go into technology or maybe even somewhere else in the company, that that's not only supported, but there's learning Tuesdays that help people sit down, hyper-focus, and learn a new skill set that might apply to where they want to go. There's a made program. So, you know, we can bring people through programs into new careers with inside the company. And, and, and that's that's sort of rare these days. Uh, the fact that companies have the ability to do that and employees have the ability to kind of transition themselves and redefine themselves from wherever they thought they wanted to be in their career to wherever they decide they want to go. And so if they started in you know, in, in uh, some kind of investment uh, side of the house or in maybe back office somewhere and they decide they want to get into technology because they, they want to play in the metaverse all day, uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, there's that opportunity to figure that path out. And I've been really impressed with that in the last year or so. That's great. And Adam, you've been here for a little over a year now. Happy one year anniversary. Thank you. Are there any exciting stories that you've had at Fidelity or throughout your career that you'd like to share with some of our listeners? Yeah, so my career's been long and storied within cybersecurity and product and, and engineering. But just in my year here with Fidelity, I, I joined during the pandemic. So when I joined, I joined remote, I didn't know anybody. And so one of the interesting things I've had is trying to figure out a company both being remote during a pandemic, not knowing anything about the culture and kind of getting just kind of stumbling into offices and, and figuring people out. And so uh, one day I come in and I'm coming through one of the lobbies and I, and I traveled into Boston because I don't live I don't live in Boston and I'm walking through the lobby and, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm going and people are just looking at me like I'm completely lost. But I realized that people are all kind of staring past me, not necessarily at me. And I sort of turn around and realize as I'm turning around, uh, I'm running into the CEO of the company who I'd only ever really seen on video and didn't actually recognize in person. And what was really interesting about this, about you know almost running completely into the CEO and trying to figure out why everybody was staring at me, all this in my own head at one time was just how comfortable the company was in that moment. And it's kind of a weird thing to say as you're about to run into your boss's boss uh, and just uh, have this collision. But it was just the realization that here's a CEO who uh, walks through the halls of her company uh, and everyone is just sort of there and sort of waiting to kind of say hi to and was happy to see because they hadn't seen her in two years because of the pandemic. And they were actually happy to greet her, happy to say hi to her. And that was it's not focused on technology. It's not focused on what I do every day, 
but it was one of the earliest memories I have of the company in this 12 months of going, wow, this is an interesting place. There's an interesting culture here. And I found that um, after I started paying attention, how uh, just engaged everyone is in this company with each other and how it's just a very easy place to get to know people. And I have to assume that a little bit of that comes from the top down. Uh, but that was one of my earliest memories that just kind of said, wow, this is that place. I'm kind of glad I'm here because um, it just feels very comfortable. I think, you know, for me, 12 years later, that that has held true every single day of my experience here. It's a sort of family first cultural feel. Um, and I think that's what drives that experience that you had that day. Like that is, um, again, back to sort of this mission purpose led culture, which absolutely comes from, you know, our leadership across the company. You really feel that when you walk the hallways here and hopefully feel that whether that's physical hallways or, or virtual hallways. But, you know, as I think about my experiences, similar to Adam, Adam and I have similar histories in that we have both worked for a variety of organizations of all sizes in multiple industries. And there are a lot of things that energize me every day here 12 years later. But one of them is the culture piece that you spoke about. And the other is that no two days are the same. In fact, I would argue no hour is the same. And so just from a culture perspective, if you are someone who is really drawn into the ongoing opportunity to lean into the edges, uh, to innovate, which is another part of our corporate culture and value system, right? Our chairman and CEO talks often about what she calls the investor mindset. That means that as a firm, we have experimentation happening every hour of every day in every part of our business. And that innovation is on behalf of customers, clients, and associates. What comes with that is this ongoing set of newness and vitality that I haven't seen at the pace that I experience and see it here. From a career perspective, I've been really fortunate to have both technology leadership roles and product roles and platform roles and business roles. And that's part of our core competency. It's something that's really important is we talk about investing financially and helping our customers do that. But investing in our people is also part of our culture. And that's financial health, it's career health, uh, it's mobility is a part of that. And so I think that's you know some of the unique traits here. But I, I have to say in recent years, two stories given the pandemic that will live with me for the rest of my career that were really special. One was the way the company so quickly just service clients and like thousands of our employees overnight, right? When we all sort of experienced March of 2020 and needed to make some interesting calls, all companies, right? Regardless of what industry to say, we're gonna all work remotely, right? In fact, we're gonna we're gonna work from wherever wherever you all want to be. But from a technology perspective, what we were able to do on a dime in making sure that thousands of associates were there to still take the calls, to serve our customers, to produce 
product to make sure we could digitally continue to advance and innovate and make sure that our associates had what they needed, right? At home, regardless of whether we're working from our sofas or, you know, a, a pantry, which was my case, quite honestly, for two years, my God, was just outstanding. So the buzz and the energy that came with that, again, real a real mission, real purpose, real unified team. The second time I, I saw that happen was about a year later in the meme stock event. Again, like tremendous opportunity high digital environment, you know, lots of things happening in the market. And again, our ability to sort of react and do some things differently here in service of many customers that, you know, we were fortunate to engage in relationships with at that time. So we got a strong heritage of that. And um, even though the pandemic has had its challenges, you know, environmentally for all of us, there have been some really special moments, I think, for those of us who've who've been able to be a, a part of this. Um, and I will carry those stories with me forever, <laughs> you know? And I wish I'd, I wish I'd been here through those, you know, because I joined after the company had gone remote, after the big market flux with the mean stocks. Like, I didn't get to see that. But, you know, one of the interesting things, I wish I'd seen all of that happen because, you know, you and I had conversation recently we were talking metaverse, NFTs, crypto. We we're, you know, kind of musing on what's the future of technology and all things, right? Fig trying to figure it out and where product might go. And it was like that conversation and being able to see how people think about that to apply to those big challenges would have been really interesting. I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had to see any really big challenges since I got here. Maybe I don't want to, <laughs> uh, but seeing that same mindset applied to those would have actually been really interesting for me. In, in a way, I'm kind of sad I missed it. It was a fun time. I, I mean, it was intense, but it was fun. And uh, it was a rallying cry for thousands of people. And that was really tremendous. There's, there's definitely sort of a one team culture and mentality here that is absent job function. It's absent what team you're in. It's just all about what's right for the customer. And um, everyone here is pretty much willing to raise their hand to go after that big challenge no matter where it is. So um, it's been a great experience. Sounds like at the core of it, the big thing is leadership, which I know is a key value here over at Fidelity. What's the best advice that you've received from a leader or as a leader? And along with that, what's the best advice that you've given someone? I think the, the best advice I had was early in my career. It wasn't so much advice as my boss making fun of me. Uh, I walked in the office. And he said, how'd you get in the office today? So what do you mean? I drove. He goes, no, no, like physically, how'd you get in the, in the office? How'd you get through the door? I said, oh, I don't understand. He goes, well, with that big head of yours, I'm surprised you could get it through the door. Got it. He was telling me I was being a little too egotistical that week, that I was being a little bit too proud of my own abilities. And this was, this was somebody who challenged me early because I was, I was young. I was cocky. I was very egotistical. And he challenged me to be better than that, to not only demonstrate and execute on the things that I could, uh, but also be humble and help others and and, and learn from, from others. Did it in kind of a harsh way. Uh, luckily, I survived through it. Uh, and it's something that I carry with me uh, all the way to this day. Uh, but it's not so much the your head is so big, the other half of it, which is do a great job, but be really humble and continue learning 
and continue figuring out uh, using those learnings, how you can apply that back to the company to really drive that mission, whatever your role is within that company. So if you're building technology, if you're defending that technology, whatever it is, how can you continue to learn to kind of push that forward and, and make a better experience for the customer? And uh, it's something that has stayed with me uh, all these years. It's hard to choose just one piece of advice. So I'll draft off of you a little bit, Adam, to say one of the most important lessons is like, no matter what role any of us are in, if you ever reach a day where you think, oh, I got it, I've mastered it. Uh, that's the that's the day you should know you're in trouble because um, there is no such peak, right? So really you talk about humbleness, I agree with that. I would add to that part about that learner's mindset, stay curious, uh, number one. Number two, best piece of advice I ever got, and I really believe it, is um, someone said to me early in, in my people leadership part of my career that leadership is a privilege. And I really believe that. Um, I believe that every day, every one of us has a choice, <laughs> right? It's a employee's market right now more than ever in terms of where you work, who you work for, what kind of culture, what kind of environment. And leaders have, leaders are 50% of creating, right? That environment and that culture that allows everyone to reach their full potential. But it is in service of the organization, not the other way around. So it's a real privilege. Don't lose sight of that. Uh, and the third thing is just know that uh, no matter where you are in your career, like we all need coaching. So, you know, we talk about leadership lessons early in the career. I'm still getting leadership lessons, right? Uh, every, every stage, every role unlocks new challenges and opportunities for growth and being really open to that feedback so that you can grow, uh, is, is a critical muscle and something you have to keep fresh. Just uh, bouncing off of that, as you've grown in your career, have you found that you need different mentors for different stages? Or how did you navigate finding different mentors as you've gone through parts of people leadership, parts of technology leadership, et cetera? Yes is the short answer to <laughs> your question. I also have a, a theory, which is um, I like what I call mentorship in the moment. So uh, I like to sort of flip the script. Some folks have uh, mentors, like I think you and I have this discussion over dinner. You, you might be fortunate enough to have a handful of people kind of in your council, right? Your private council. This is a combination of people that either you work with today or you worked with in the past. They could be neighbors, they could be friends, but these are sort of the circle of people that you feel you have total psychological safety with to talk really openly about life, about career um, trajectory. And I think that's different from each of us. But a lot of what I've used throughout my career, and, 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 I, and I'm fortunate enough to have a few of those people. Um, so my advice is, you know, find those people, but be open because you may find them in unconventional places, right? Don't think that your mentors need to be limited to only the, the company that you're working for today. Think broadly about that circle. But I like to talk about mentorship in the moment, which is a lot of where we all need mentoring is it's situational mentorship. So, hey, I'm doing my first big executive presentation or, hey, I've been 
asked to present on X, Y, and Z topic, and I don't feel as technically adept at that topic as I want to be. I need mentorship in the moment to prepare me for that milestone. So I, I like to suggest to people, don't limit how you think about mentorship to just um, you know, a more traditional model, which is, oh, I've got to find that unicorn who's going to you know, give me the answers to all my life questions. Yes, find that. But also think about like I sit in this room with both of you, like Adam's a mentor to me and there'll be times, right? I will reach out to him in the moment on something and say, educate me on this. Help me understand this. Help me get better at this. Uh, or, you know, we had a dialogue recently. Hey, how am I how am I doing as a leader in the team? Are there things you think I need to lean in on or lean out of? Right. So think broadly, because I would argue every meeting in every project and every team you're on, you have mentors all around you. So don't miss the opportunity to tap into that real time. Yeah, I'll, I'll add one thing to that because I, I agree. I do similar thing. I subscribe to the concept of personal board of directors. So I have a I have a network of people that help me be better at just different things. Each of them has a, a very specific skill. And so they help me in that aspect of my career or life. But the other thing that I've started doing is making sure that I didn't have a bias for only looking for and talking to people who are at the same level or more senior. Uh, than myself, because I think that's when we think of mentors, that's what we think of, right? We think about the the maybe the more accomplished, wiser person. And sometimes mentorship can come from people that are in different levels in the company that have different sets of uh, experiences, both in work and life. And so sometimes I actually look into my own team, which is it sounds kind of odd, but people who work for me, because these are people that whether I want to admit it or not, they see my weaknesses. They know where my blind spots are. So who better than them for me to talk to, to say, hey, uh, I think I'm struggling with this thing. And they go, yeah, boss, we we all know that. Okay, great. Uh, let's talk about it then. Because then if I can improve, well, their life gets better. So it's a win-win for all of us. Um, or, you know, I have a friend who it's completely, you know, different uh, side of technology. And I go to him to say, hey, there's these, there's these technology trends that I'm just not up on. It's not core to who I am, you know, and he's probably 10 years behind me in his career, but he works on a completely different set of problems than I do. But there are, problem, there are a set of problems that I think are interesting and are going to be relevant to me. So I seek out his guidance. So that's the other advice I, I, I try to seek and, and I, I provide to other people is look really broad and look at all kinds of levels and find those people that just can really help you. I think your point on reverse mentoring is really yeah. important. And it's actually a concept that we've um, really endorsed and adopted here at the company, specifically in our recent efforts in recent years around diversity and inclusion. Like, so I have several reverse mentors, you know, just on experience alone. And how do I make sure that I'm not having any blind spots around inclusivity and diversity of perspectives and how, how do I lead differently? How do you think about generational differences? All of this. So I guess the good news and bad news is there's no shortage of things for us to all be mentored on. Um, but I like your point about your, it sounds like your personal board, you're, you're really intentional on that. And I think that's another good best practice in terms of, hey, where do I want help? And then to be specific on how to seek out expertise in that area. So absolutely. 
That's awesome. Great tips for personal growth. Thank you both so much for your time today. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into Side of the Desk. We hope that you tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode, and thank you to our recording studio and editors who made our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.